As we move through human history, there is this one constant. The kingdom of darkness opposes the kingdom of God. There are keys to understanding this as these two great themes of scripture advance in the earth. Welcome to Current Affairs with Sam Solon. So having succeeded in the discussion of what is the truth having succeeded in painting a different picture of the truth than is the truth, the lawless one. The term lawless is anomia, A-N-O-M-I-A, anomia, which means he operates outside of principles. Uh, He's not bound by set principles. In the book of Daniel, when these times were prophesied, in Daniel 12, Daniel asked the question, or rather in the the set of teachings on the man above the waters, there's a man above the water and there are two on either side of 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 the river. And they said to the man above the waters, when shall these things be? And the answer included that the the enemy, Satan, will quote, try to change the set times and the laws. Try to change the set times and the laws. When you try to change the laws, you are lawless because the word for uh, lawless is the word anomia, A-N-O-M-I-A, which is to operate outside of the law. But the configuration of the language here is is quite, um, quite telling, quite revealing actually trying to change the set times and the laws. Let me see if I can find it very quickly. Um, So we're in in the book of Daniel, the 12th chapter. Then I looked and there stood two others, one on the river bank, one on this river bank and one on the other river bank. And the one said to the man clothed in the linen who was above the waters of the river, how long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? Then I heard the the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven and he swore by him who lives forever, it shall be for a time and times and half a time And when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be finished. And uh, Daniel was asked, uh, Daniel had further questions, but he was told simply to go his way 
that he would sleep in the dust of the earth and he'll be raised at the last day. But I was looking for a particular thing and so I'll have to, I'll have to go back to my, uh, my readings in the book of Revelation. But it was uh, that he will try to change the set times and the laws. That's unequivocally the reference to the coming forth of the agency by whom the set times and laws are changed and that would be the lawless one. The lawless one deceives those who dwell on the earth. Even the church that's fallen away now may be classified as those who dwell on the earth because they've left their highest state. Falling away from the truth has been described earlier in the book of Revelation when, when the Spirit was speaking, was speaking to the seven churches of Asia, said, you've left your first love. Repent, lest your candlestick be removed. Because this was not uh, an impossible outcome, it was recognized that at the end of the age this would happen, that some would leave their first love. When you depart from the standards of the Word and of the truth, standard of the Word in alignment with the Spirit, that's the, that produces the truth. When you depart from that, you're caught in your own imagination and it's easy then to change the set times and the laws. You, you, you don't actually extend the time for anything and you don't actually change what God has said, but in the minds of others it will be, a, it will be the old thing, old things God has said interpreted in this very different way and that is pleasing to everybody. Now that you see is the fruit of the tree that is pleasing to those eyes and desirable to make you wise. The same deception and people will eat of it because their souls desire to feast upon the wisdom that is <clears throat> carnal, sensual and devilish. That's why they're deceived. They, they perish because, this is, the, this is the, the plain statement of Scripture, that people fall away because they do not love the truth, but they take pleasure in unrighteousness. This, this is the Scripture, I'm quoting the Scriptures to you. People fall away because they do not love the truth and they take pleasure in unrighteousness. So for them to change the set times, to be deceived into thinking that the day of the Lord is not imminent and to change the, the boundaries and the structure of spiritual things to becoming that which is popular, that which people will agree with. Well, the church is already there. I mean, we don't, we don't really have to reach for that, do we? You know, the, the church is already uh, at the point where if people 
agree with it, then it's the truth. Anyway, now the thing is that after performing these great signs and deceiving uh, those who dwell on the earth, he is given power, he, he instructs the people of the earth to make an image of the beast, the one who was wounded by the sword and lived. And he was given power to give breath to the image of the beast and the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many who would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, rich and poor, uh, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand and on their foreheads and so on. I'll come back to that but I want to focus on this image of the beast. This beast, first of all, is the cosmos, it's the, the compendium of systems. So it's not possible to actually make an image of it, a, a, a physical representation of it such as uh, um, one would make an image of a lion or a bear or a leopard. So it's a concept. It's fascinating the word that is used here. The word image is the word icon. It's the word icon, E-I-K-O-N. And it has multiple meanings. Um, by one of the meanings, it has five different meanings actually. One of the meanings is as is used in connection with Christ in whom the entire fullness of the Godhead dwells uh, as 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 speaks of that. One, he's the image of the invisible God is the, is the principle. So an icon may be either a thing fashioned um, but mostly it's about projecting the power and the relevance of the thing that is invisible. So the necessity of making an image of the beast is the requirement that people have something to worship. So the idea here that he's structuring a, in a public square someplace, he's structuring a, a, um, an Old Testament style image of a god is not correct. He's, he is defining what it means to be a good citizen of the cosmos. This goes hand in hand with why there is a requirement to receive the image of the beast on one's forehead and on one's right hand. Because the image of the beast 
on the forehead speaks to and references what's going on in your mind. So it's a, it's a mental shift and it reflects a cultural shift. So it's what you believe and an image on your right hand is a reference to your strength, your economy. That's why it says you can't buy or sell without having this image of the beast. He's not talking about um, or the mark of the beast. He's not talking about creating an image, as I said, in some public square someplace. He's talking about a mental construct to which all the people of the earth now, all the dwellers of the earth, have granted mental acquiescence. Having departed from the truth, so you have conflict of ideas because this is the war of words. So he synthesizes the essence of what the cosmos is. So it's a philosophical construct that he requires you to have. And on the basis of a philosophical construct, so the, the, the name on the forehead or the, image, the, the number on the forehead, um, you have a changed mindset. And the number on the right hand means that you now may participate in that which sustains your life because it's an entire process by which you're being cultured to believe your provision and your protection comes from, comes from the cosmos. Now, as is true so often in Scripture, here is the thing. He causes as many, let me, let me go, let me read one more verse to bring it into the focus. Verse 16, He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand and on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell, no, except one who has the mark of the, the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. But what I, what I was looking at was the verse before that, verse 15, he was given power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause all, well, he causes everybody to worship the beast is, is the point. Uh, that's the verse before. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he granted, to, he was granted to do in the sight of the beast. Here it is, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast and then he causes them to worship him. The book of Revelation is, let me use a term that is computer terms, it's hardwired to the book of Daniel. The references flow back and forth easily. Now it's not the only prophetic book that is referenced in the book of Revelation. Daniel is not the only prophetic book that's referenced in the book of Revelation. 
but it is the primary Old Testament prophet and prophetic book referenced in the New Test in uh, in the book of Revelation. In the book of Daniel, the third chapter, there's a story of how Nebuchadnezzar created an image of gold and caused everyone, uh, let me read it to you. This is Daniel chapter 3. The similarity is striking and it'll shock you when you see what I'm going to show you. It has to do with the number six, and two sixes. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its width was six cubits. And he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. What did he do? It was an image, this image was dedicated, this image was an alter ego of Nebuchadnezzar. Now why would he do that? Why would he do that? Because you see, Nebuchadnezzar was on a rampage conquering the world. And he brought all these different people into Babylon. Hmm? He needed to unify them under certain religion that would give clarity to the right of Nebuchadnezzar to rule all these diverse peoples. Nebuchadnezzar had defeated Pharaoh in Egypt, for example. He had defeated the Assyrians. He certainly had defeated the the Israelites. And by itself, Babylon was a series of provinces that had been unified by Nebuchadnezzar. So he had a diverse kingdom and his need to unify the diverse kingdom was the motivation for creating this image of gold. And so it says, King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, the administrators, I'm just reading the next verse from uh, from where I said he made this image 60 cubits of gold uh, in height and six cubits of gold wide. And he sent all these administrators, the governors, the counselors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So they all came. 
Then a herald cried. Uh, they came to the dedication of the image that he had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. A herald cried, To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages. Didn't you just not read that in, in, in uh, Revelation 13? This is his version of the whole earth. Peoples, nations, and languages. That at the time you hear the sound of, and I'll paraphrase, various instruments, you will fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar set up. Here's the continuing parallel. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning and fiery furnace. So at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the various instruments of music, all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the gold, the gold image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. You see any parallel between this and this um, man of lawlessness? <clears throat> Let me go back and read it then. Revelation 13. So, he exercises, all, this is the, the man of lawlessness. This uh, lamb that sounds like a dragon. Lamb that looks like a, a domestic lamb, but sounds like a dragon. The deceiver in appearance. Exercises all the authority of the first beast and causes fire to come down uh, and causes all who dwell on the earth to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. His is the role of Nebuchadnezzar. And what is the purpose of the establishment of this image of the beast? Of this, what was the purpose of Nebuchadnezzar's uh, establishing this, and by the way, it's an image of gold, 60 cubits. I don't have it in mind exactly what that looks like, but it's pretty, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty impressive, that much gold uh, in a statue. I don't know, I doubt it was solid gold, but even molded gold in a statue, 60 cubits by six wide. Pretty impressive. So it's, it has a, an hegemonic influence, meaning you look at that site and the question is, who wouldn't agree that that's the God to, that should be worshipped? And here's the king who has captured everybody, conquered everyone, and brought them into his domain. And now he's unifying them by this image. It's a similar thing. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar's image is a type and shadow, and the purpose of types and shadows is that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, 
might have hope. We might have understanding and therefore have hope. So what we know from this image or from the making of this image that He required all peoples, nations and languages to fall down and worship, His intent was to consolidate His rule. Now this was an actual image created and Nebuchadnezzar instructed the creation of it and paid for it. Its type and shadow, that's the type and shadow. It's the succeeding picture is that of a lawless one, one who plays outside of the rules, whose emergence causes the church to fall away. He creates a mental structure like an image of gold, of gold. It's resplendent, the promise of economic well-being, the promise of social order, the promise of good health. All of these things are implied, all of the seven systems of the cosmos are implied in this mental structure, this philosophical slash theological view that has been contrived by this man of lawlessness because he plays outside of the rules, he's not bound by by anything other than promoting the power and the absolute control of this invisible satanic kingdom. He's exercising all of the power of the first beast on behalf of the beast. So the image of the beast here is not a building or a structure or some shaped or formed entity. It is a spiritual thing and it may be used much in the same way as one of the meanings of the word icon as it applies to Christ. Christ is the image of the invisible God, meaning in Christ everything that is accurately representative of God dwelt in a bodily form. Now, the continuation of this principle is that everything that is the image and likeness of God dwells in the body of Christ. So what then is this image of the beast that is being created? It is the the incarnation as it were or the the forming into ideas of something that is a complete and total rivalry to the body of Christ. So the world in the end of the age as the body of Christ emerges in its glory will have a competing image in the earth. The image of Christ in the earth, the image of God is in Christ, the image of Christ in the earth is us. The image of the beast which is of course the offspring of Satan, that image will also have its coalesced following and it will be well defined and it will be defined by the 
by the uh, seven systems of the cosmos as they are formed into a functioning philosophy under a religious perspective. And this character is the one who like Nebuchadnezzar causes everybody to worship the image of this beast because it's the way, this is the key, it is the way that Satan consolidates his rule over the minds of men. Just like Nebuchadnezzar consolidated his rule over the minds of of the diverse peoples that he had brought to Babylon. This image is how he did it. This philosophy, this philosophy is how Satan will do it. This is the image. That's why we presently live in a time called the post-truth era. Everything is up for grabs. Nobody actually is certain about what the truth is anymore. And when you have the party that claims to represent Christians being as grotesquely infected by the Spirit as the other party is, we are well on our way to seeing the image of the beast rise up amongst the nations of mankind. It's how the enemy captures the minds of people's souls and how he deceives the whole earth. And just like Nebuchadnezzar, if you don't worship it, he'll have you killed because it's terror that enforces it. He may not actually have your head cut off, but he might as well if you can't buy or sell. That's the pressure. That's where he applies the pressure point. I'm Sam Solon, and that is the image of the beast. We'll continue our discussion. Bye-bye.